um, something else I was thinking about was like if we have identity. <laughs> it's okay. It was just your little coffee sip right there. Gosh, focus, focus, focus. Welcome to the Faith and Art Podcast. I'm Ellie. And I'm Grace. And this space is dedicated to conversations and questions for the Christian creative. Today's episode of the Faith and Art Podcast. Um, it's just Grace and I today, but we are excited for our first Q&A episode. Um, we have been encouraging listeners since our first episode to submit questions, comments, thoughts um, in the link in our bio on our Instagram. And we're really happy that people have sent some in. So um, our plan for today is we're going to hit on some of those questions um, and just discuss them kind of briefly, but um, we both thought them over and been waiting um, to address them and we're excited. So Grace, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. um, I'm always intimidated a little bit by some of our listeners' questions because we we chose the ones that we think we can like answer fairly like quickly in conversation and just yeah. kind of touch on um there were some questions that i think we're going to like turn into like full episodes in the mm-hmm. future and there's some episodes i think we're just gonna or some questions we're just going to uh put off on some of our other guests yes. to answer because <laughs> i like, feel are more qualified yes because i'm like i genuinely have no idea how to answer this question but it's awesome like it's awesome that we even have questions to kind of sort through and figure out and even think through like, oh, I know someone who will answer this better yeah. and that helps us think of guests and yes. all the things. So, yes. Um, I think we should just dive in. Okay. Um, okay. So first question is from Maddie and she asks, I was wondering what the progression looked like from art being a hobby slash something you're good at into this is purposeful and holy and I'm doing what Jesus created me to do. If you've come to a similar mindset, how did that impact your posture towards being an artist and doing it full time? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I laughed when I read this question. (laughs) Granted, some of these questions came in uh, pretty early on in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this is one of those. Um, and I laughed thinking about it again because I was like, I think this question encompasses the whole podcast so far. Definitely. <laughs> so if we had to put the whole podcast into a single question, then it would essentially be like, what is the progression from like, <laughs> I just enjoy this to like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so hopefully I, hopefully Maddie and other people, I hope, hopefully you feel like we've already started to address this question and I don't want to be just repetitive in my answer here. Um, so I'm not going to go too deep into all the things that we've already addressed. Um, but I will say obviously that, you know, that me and Ellie are both still struggling with this progression. (laughs) I was like 10 episodes in and I still like still wrestling, still wrestle. I feel like we've come along, come a long way. Um, but we're still wrestling. Um, so, but even without like fully being there, I think that I can say that the progression I was thinking about it could be simplified down into stepping into his delight and out of my performance has kind of been the main, um, 
the main way I've found any purpose or meaning in, in what I've been doing here recently. Um, and then also within that question, she said like, um, and stepping into like, I'm doing what Jesus created me to do. Um, I'm trying to remember when we were coming up with like taglines for the podcast, mm-hmm. what was that one that you came up with? I actually pulled it up on my notes randomly the other day. You keep talking. I'll see if I can find it. There was one, which by the way, I don't think we ever introduced it. The the tagline that we wanted to have. <laughs> here we are introducing it today. Ten episodes in. Um, the tagline we wanted to have for this podcast was like, um, God likes your art. Yes. Yes. Okay. I almost forgot it because we haven't talked about it. And we'll be doing a, a big takeaways episode too soon. Yes. Yes. And that was number one. I was like, oh, God that's so good. Art. I didn't even put that on mine. It's <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I found it. Um, when we were trying to come up with names for the podcast, one of them was, I'm assuming, the Made to Create podcast. Yes, the Made to Create. And we were both kind of like... I had issues mm. with that because I was like, I was like, that rhymes. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> Just because it rhymes, <laughs> you're isu- out. I have issues with rhymes. <laughs> no, I, I had issues because I was like, I don't think I agree with that theologically. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that it makes sense. And I don't think that I would like build my cross here by any means. Like I, <laughs> yeah, it's totally semantics, but I, I do think I was like, yeah, we aren't just made to create. So when you're in your question, you're like moving into a place where you're like, this is purposeful and holy and I'm doing what Jesus created me to do. I was just thinking like, I didn't, Jesus didn't just make me to create, you know, yeah. like Jesus made me to love him, enjoy him. And out of an overflow of that, love other people. And so I think we all know that. I'm not trying to be like, oh, semantics, gotcha. Yeah. But I do think that just that phrase of like, when we think about that within our art, I think it's intimidating because I'm like, I don't know if this is what Jesus made me to do. Like trying yeah. to put that. And that's where I get stuck too. It's like, is this kind of some of our big questions. Like, yes. is this how I should be spending my time? Is this what I'm quote unquote called to be doing? Called and it's to like, do. to put that on any vocation is a lot. Like, and I think yeah. that's, I think that's where it's related to a lot of our listeners in different fields because everyone feels that struggle. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of us were made to say like, yeah, I was made to be a plumber. I was yeah. made to be an artist. I was made to, um, I think in a way, you know, because Jesus does give us gifts and things that we enjoy and lean to. But obviously, I think we've addressed that. So yeah. um, the progression, though, I think has been really, I, I put a note saying, I think it's been unidentifying myself with art in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really did. I think I've always said that I kind of hated calling myself an artist. I still do. Um, but I feel more purpose and confidence in doing this work because I know that just being an artist per se is not who I am. Like I, in, even in these episodes, I'm moving more into like, I'm just a person who loves the Lord and he loves me. And, and that's enough. And like, then I, and I also like to make art and I, and he enjoys it too. It just takes that pressure off. Yes. Yeah. This episode's going to be full of so much background noise. (laughs) (laughs) We're still learning how to podcast guys. Sorry. Um, Um, Did you have any other thoughts on that question? Well, I was just thinking, even when I read it and I told Grace this, I was like, I feel like you're going to have more thoughts because I'm still very much in this tension of like, is what I'm doing a hobby? Is like, is this serious? Like, is this something that the Lord wants me to step into more fully? And like, so I'm still very much in this tension. But even since starting the podcast and like, what's funny is this was one of our first questions, I believe. 
And um, I do even like just a couple months in, I feel more confident like addressing it because mm-hmm. um, I think taking yourself seriously is helpful, mm-hmm. like just as a person and like taking yeah. the gifts that God has given you seriously. Yeah. Like you said, not in a way like this is who I am, but like, you know, he yeah. has blessed you with gifts or desire to grow in skills or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so believing in yourself and believing that, you know, God is for you and he's, he's cheering you on in the things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing that's helped me kind of move from just hobby to, you know, this is purposeful and it's, it's important is taking the insecurities that come up when Mm. I'm doubting that to God Mm. and not just like sitting with it or getting, you know, not just calling grace and being like, I don't know if, you know, if Mm. this is anything, but like really leaning into, and I'm not very good at this, but leaning into God, I don't feel like this is important or I don't feel like I can measure up in a way where this is like, um, significant official, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, um, so I feel like letting him speak into those places and building you up Mm. and that's for anything, but I think art has a, a really special way, at least in my life of exposing those insecurities and those question marks of like, you know, am I doing what I ought to be doing? Am I living how I ought to be living? And I think letting the Lord speak into those places and building you up as an individual and Mm. as a son or a daughter Mm -hmm. helps you step in confidence into like, oh, this is purposeful because, you know, he can use me in whatever. Yes. And he'll lead. And if I'm, if I'm inviting him into this process with me, like we've said in so many episodes, like he is faithful to lead us. Like Mm. if it's not something quote unquote to use this language that he created me to do, he's going to right direct us yes you know to the right thing and so I think being honest with the Lord is probably a good answer to all of these questions you know yeah because those questions the whole podcast <laughs> encompassed in one yeah so. <laughs> yes being honest with the Lord um and something else I was thinking else I was thinking about good Lord um something else I was thinking about was like if we have identity <laughs> coffee sip right there. <laughs> gosh focus 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 <laughs> lots of editing for me to do i'm so sorry <laughs> it's okay you did all of this so you wouldn't have to do <clears throat> um i was saying that if we have that identity in us like if i'm just confident that the lord loves me as an artist and whatever i make then I feel like I'm striving less to produce something that I feel like it needs to look like what everybody else is making to sell or to be successful or to look like real art. Because I think that was a big struggle for me, like in moving into like, oh, my art is meaningful and purposeful. It's like knowing that I can create any kind of art. I can just do something that, and typically it's the things that are so random, but I just found inspiration in a moment and wanted to paint that thing. Um, and it's never like Christian art, so yeah. to speak, but that's interesting. Even like that phrase, like real art, yeah. you know, because it's like real art. Yeah. It's kind of where, where's your measuring stick? Like, what is your measuring stick? I was like, oh, well measuring stick for me. I'm first thing that popped in my head was like, well, whatever people like the most. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that was our whole question of like, 
do people interacting with and mm-hmm. buying my work make it matter more? And I feel like I just answered that question yeah. by proxy because I was like, I, it seems seems like, yeah, it, it does um, because that's in my head. At least I'm like, oh, well, it's successful if people deem it like successful or worthy of yeah. something and not the Lord. So maybe we'll do a do an episode on that. Part two. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> so we'll move on from that uh, question. But did you have any other last thoughts on that? No. I don't think so. I'm yeah. still right. In I think the we're of still it. there with you, Maddie. <laughs> and so hop along and we hop along. <laughs> but if anyone else has thoughts, like we've got we've gotten a lot of questions. Yes. I would also love to hear people's thoughts. Answers, yeah. yes. Give me your answers. So, that's a, yes. especially like 10 episodes in, if yes. you feel like, you know, since we've been kind of low-key addressing this throughout the whole season, mm-hmm. I would love to hear how, even how your thoughts have changed. Yeah. Or how you're still right in the middle what's, of it with us. <laughs> what's your progression look like? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. For real. I would love to hear that. Also, respond to our Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. We want feedback. We want feedback. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Speaking of. Yeah. Our next question. Oh, yeah. Is social media. Yes. Good tie-in. I didn't even catch that. Um, Okay. Our second question is from Terry. um, And she said, um, I constantly struggle with social media, the time it takes and how to not let it rule my life. Finding balance. Am I being authentic? I hate selling myself. Why do I do it? At this point in my life, I'm shifting to doing art without seeking a purpose behind it. Should I quit? I'm 65 years old and I just want to hear your thoughts. First of all, I know. Good job, Terry. Go, Terry. I mean, the fact that you even are on Instagram is yes. awesome. I don't think I'll be on Instagram when I'm 65. Maybe not. I who knows? I have no idea. Are we gonna be here when we're 65? <laughs> Jesus, you coming back? Oh um. Anyways, keep going. Do you want to do this one first? I feel like I have thoughts. That you go. You go first. Okay. I was just gonna say. You're 65, I'm 24, and I feel like I'm in the exact same boat. Yes. So you're not alone in that. Mm. I feel this I feel this struggle almost weekly Yeah. on social media. Um and yeah, I don't think I don't think you're alone at no, all. No. And I think also like you should give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Um, especially as an artist on social media. I feel like we get some grace. Yeah. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like I give other artists grace. I'm like Oh yeah. Um, I was going to make a point, too, that, like, some of my favorite artists that I follow on social media hardly ever post. Same. And it's, like, they're probably just making art. And then I get excited when they do post. It's, Mm -hmm. like, there's not – I feel like the expectations are slightly different than, like, other types of small businesses, if that makes sense. Yeah. That might might just be a personal, like, observation. But um, as far as your question of, like – should I quit? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one, if it's something that's like draining the life out of you, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. But if it's something that if you could just take the pressure off mm-hmm. and you would enjoy it, yes. then try that first before you quit. Because mm-hmm. Instagram is so fun to like share your work and show process, like taking the pressure off to just always present. I don't know what your Instagram looks like per se, but Mm -hmm. taking the pressure off to always show like the finished product. And, you know, I enjoy as a consumer, I enjoy process. Like I don't mind if someone posts about the same piece for three weeks, if they're showing, you know, the process of it. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of some of my initial thoughts. Grace, do you have any, I have some more 
but we'll see if they kind of feed into each other. Yeah. I I think one of the first things that comes to mind for me is that social media is just not the end all. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it also depends on what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Like if you want social media to be, I think there's, and I've had, I think everyone has this misconception going into it that if I have a big social media following, then I'm going to have a big buying audience where I'm going to have a booming successful business, but it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen my numbers grow from really small to like a little bit bigger. I don't have a big audience, but like to a little bit bigger. And it's like my buying audience hasn't shifted with that. Like the people, the people that buy from me still, it's like, and I put this somewhere down in my notes, but it was like, it's, I, you'll always get customers from genuine connection, Mm. whether that is you making genuine posts, talking about like your heart, how much you love the art that you're making um, and then connecting with people on the other side who resonate with that and feel that love, or if it's just like starts with friends of friends on Facebook yeah. that genuinely have connected with you as a person because they know you or because they have a friend who knows you and it's yeah. word of mouth where there's that genuine connection. That's where I find that the most buyers come from. Yeah. Um, and so just producing a lot of content and getting a lot of numbers, those are just like ghost followers so to speak like I don't know them they don't know me they could probably unfollow me and not care but then I've probably got a group of like you know if I've got I've got about a little over 5,000 followers but within that I might have maybe like two to three hundred that I've like genuinely connected with I've bought their art they've bought my art we have like I've connected and even within that like group of 20 people that I talk to every month you know or something and those are my people and and we have connection. Um, so I think with everything it's, um, it's just connection over like quantity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, um, this part of her question is important and we, we even talked about doing a whole episode on it and I think we will, whether this season or next, where she says, am I being authentic? I hate selling myself. Hmm. Um, I feel like you as a business owner, Grace, have to navigate the like selling yourself part a little bit more, um, probably a little bit more intimately than I might have to. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, there is a point in my social media, um, if you guys get bored, um, (laughs) that you're welcome to go back and scroll and find this. And I think I've reflected with Ellie before that there's actually this similar point on other artists page Mm -hmm. pages, um, where you can see just kind of shifts in their work. Um, but on my page, there is a point in which it will move from being like white squares, um, with just like JPEG images of the pieces I painted to being more like pictures of my studio, like real life things. Um, it's a pretty distinct shift. It was distinct. And I, I can remember that the reason that I shifted it was because, um, it was like, it was around Christmas or something. And I was at a market and someone was like, oh, she does great work. Like, let me pull up her Instagram so you can see it. And something in me like just cringed at the thought of that because I was like, I hate what they're about to see because like, so interesting. not because I think that the work is bad, but because I don't relate to it at all. And like, they just met me as a person and I don't feel myself as a person in what they're about to see. Like, Mm. I, I wish it was just something totally, it feels like something totally separate. And so I kind of hate that they're about to assume associate that yeah like with me because I feel genuine as a person that doesn't feel genuine and so maybe if you feel that way with your Instagram Terry or anyone listening I think that that's an important thing to recognize um (laughs) at least as like 
authenticity is very important to me. I'm assuming it's important to a lot of people as artists or just as humans. Um, I didn't feel that connection there between what I was putting out for the world to see and then who I actually was. So I made the shift in my social media. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a picture of my canvas lamp and it's in my studio and it was just a moody day where I loved the lighting. It was like a fall day and I was like, I've loved this photo for so long and I just posted it and I was like, I am done with the white squares and I'm done with like making my feed look clean to appeal to people because one, it wasn't working and two, I hated it. Yeah. Um, But then I just, from that point, I wanted to show photos that were like, this is me holding the real life art. It's no longer yeah. just a scan of it. It's the messy process, the messy middle, you know, like you've talked about. Um, and now when people see my Instagram, like there are still, I think I, there are still some pieces that I'm posts that I'm, I did make for marketing purposes because I was like, you know, I need to show that this is a style of yeah. art that people can buy. Um, it's, um, just something that might not be out of my norm. So there are still those those types of posts and there's still like the occasional like introduce myself post. My face wouldn't be on my Instagram <laughs> if I could choose, yeah. but that is that is something with social where it's like they kind of need to see the face behind yeah. it. Um, well, there are things you can do that, that maybe you wouldn't do if it was just for you, Yeah, but that are going to be beneficial, but they still feel true to you. It's not yes. like, like the, even the introductions that you do or the introductions I do, like trying to make them authentic to who you are, not like just what everyone's doing. Yes. And I think it is. It's really easy to to try to design your social media to appeal to people. And um, there is a degree where you, you take in mind the customer, the potential customer. But if you can't put your phone down at the end of the day and feel comfortable like that's me yeah and I feel peace with it yeah and it even it feels almost silly because it's it's just social media but I've I've really struggled with this Mm -hmm. because I care a lot about you know being authentic and I don't want to present something that's not me and um it's funny you can go in like my archives on my (laughs) art Instagram and there's so many posts that I have removed because I felt just like like I just felt weird about it and if I go back and I I will occasionally and just reflect it's not even that I don't like the work it's like I posted that because I posted it that way or I posted that because I knew like I was trying to get a result versus it was like authentic I was posting it to present my work and like if that makes sense yeah and I, I think I've I'm growing in like confidence that like it doesn't matter you know necessarily how many people engage with it at least I'm presenting something that's authentic that I'm proud of I can look back if I were to get logged out of my Instagram on accident you know for five years and I come back I'd be like oh yeah Mm -hmm. I'm proud of I'm proud of the work I did in that season and how I presented it yes and And that was something I even mentioned in that post when I did make that shift was like I want to be able to look up look back at these pictures and remember the season of life I Mm -hmm. was in when I created each of these pieces because I was looking back at JPEGs and I was like, I don't remember what was going on in my life because Mm -hmm. I don't, my life isn't a white JPEG or this clean thing. But I look back at the picture of that studio and I remember, oh, that was a fall. Like Mm -hmm. that was the fall season of this year. I was getting ready for this market and this was happening in life and I found this beautiful. Um, And there's just something about incorporating life into what you're posting that gives, um, I don't know, it gives continued sustenance to you as a creator mm-hmm. even to like know that it, because everything we're producing art is, I remember there was someone, um, 
art is a representation of what we value most um is i was watching an artist create a piece and it was a custom uh, painting of this little girl's teddy bear um and it was like this huge collage piece (laughs) um but she kept saying that she was like art is just a representation of the things that we value most and for that little girl it was her teddy bear Mm. um and but thinking about even our instagrams as art or something like it's a representation of like the things that mattered to me in that time which is like my work but you know, for my clients in this business, mm-hmm. but it's also a representation of like what life was like. And I can look back and see the journey. Well, it's like, imagine like for me, one of my, well, one of my least favorite and favorite things to do is like sorting through all of my yeah. old work and all that stuff. Cause I have work from, I mean, my mom has work from toddler on, but I have work from probably middle school on when I really started doing portraits and it's a lot of work, but like I save the pieces I don't even love that much. Like the pieces I'm not super proud of because I'm like, oh, I don't want to forget like Mm -hmm. how this has evolved. And I'm not saying like, it depends on the person. It depends on what your social media is for and how you use it. But if it's like something that you just want to, like for me, I use my social media to get work, but I look at it more as a digital portfolio, like letting people come into my space and see kind of the process. And I enjoy it. And honestly, I just enjoy like looking back and being like, oh, this is how my portraits have evolved over the years or evolved and come back to how they used to be. And so Mm -hmm. I think just staying true to yourself and giving yourself the benefit of the doubt. Like if you if you care enough to ask the question, am I being authentic? You're probably being more authentic than you think, you know, and we're cheering you on, Terry. Yes. Go, Terry. this is going to be our last question for this episode. Um, and I feel like Ellie's going to have a lot more to say on this one. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so our last question is from Dominic and he said, I'd like to ask Christian creatives like yourselves, how do you stay inspired in a season of no new ideas? Do you stay consistent until something comes to mind or do you wait for an answer? This is one of my favorite questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a favorite question because I think growing up, like, I just heard two narratives. You know, it's like, artist block. It doesn't exist. Keep pushing through. Mm. Or step away. Give it time. Mm. And in my creative journey, like, personally, and this, I do think, I, I wrote a note to say, I think it depends on the personality, which one you lean towards. And I think that's okay. But for me, um, it's a mix of both. And... um but most of the time taking a step back for too long isn't helpful for me. And so it kind of depends on the kind of season you're in, but I like to mix it up. And we've talked about this before. I think in the engaging with God, as you create post or post, um, we were talking about social media, (laughs) um, episode. Um, but I, if I feel like I'm in a rut, I don't have inspiration. I've said it a hundred times. I like going to collage but it doesn't have to be a collage. I think just making something with no intention of showing it to anyone, no intention of selling it, you know, if at the end of the day it ends up being something you're proud of, that's fine. But just it's taking the pressure off, getting in your own space just with yourself and making, just getting your hands in it. Hmm. Because at least for me, when I'm in a real block, it's usually because I'm lacking inspiration or I'm lacking motivation or whatever. Or I'm not proud of the work I've been doing lately. Mm. And 
the biggest step for me is like, oh God, like that's an empty white page. That's Mm -hmm. an empty canvas. Like I'm scared to start because I'm not proud of how I've been producing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think something like collage or something like getting watercolors, like something you're not super familiar with, um, I think is helpful too, because you have excuse to not be good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably like my first, that's what I do. Like I'll get, I'll get watercolor out or I'll get collage. Something about collage that's helpful is you don't actually have to create anything. Like you're just Mm. physically getting your hands on material Mm -hmm. and you're sorting through it. And that's going to kind of get that engine going. I think in my opinion, it gets that engine going. Yeah. And then if you want to create something, you can, but even just like ripping pages out of a magazine, like that's getting your hands going. You're not so like stuck, paralyzed. Um, Another thing I do, um, and this depends on what kind of artist you are, and I don't know, it probably wouldn't work. I don't know. You can correct me. I feel like it wouldn't work with, like, watercolor portraits, but with graphite, um, like, kind of hyper-detailed stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's florals or landscape or whatever, um, I'll get out a piece that is technically finished, um, ideally not a customer, like a commission, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, like, I always try to have something I'm working on just for myself, too. And I'll get one of those out that's, you know, quote unquote finished. And I'll take an hour and just like really hone in on like the details of the hair. Hmm. Something I can't really mess up per Mm -hmm. se, Mm -hmm. but that gets me into that headspace. And then I can look at the end of it and be like, oh, that's a beautiful piece that I'm proud of, but I didn't have to like start from nothing. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, I Sometimes I have... Granted, this is not full. I just, it reminds me, I take pieces, I have prints of pieces that um, were really detailed when I am struggling with a piece and I'll bring it out and I'll look at those almost as like, okay, I did this before. Wow. Um, and like, I look at it cause I'm, I, especially like there's just some faces that are kind of complex. A lot of times I work from really old photographs of like mm-hmm. older people, like, you know, from the forties or fifties and you can barely see their face. Um, and I'll pull out really detailed photos cause there's some similarities and like all older people's faces kind of have these characteristics yeah. or things. And I'll pull out some detailed portraits of those that I've done and I'll look at them and then look at the one that I'm working on. And it helps to give me like a point of reference or like knowing even like, okay, I made this look like this. Um, I can, I can make this one. Yeah. Like, that's actually really interesting. Cause a lot of times yeah, people certainly. will be like, hop on Pinterest or get books out and look at other people's work. But I don't think I've ever... Maybe I have, but, like, I don't feel like it's often recommended to look through your own work and see, like, oh, I've done this before. There's something a little <laughs> bit more concrete about it because I, I do pull out Pinterest or other photos, um, but there's something about knowing that, like, I know how to manipulate color to make it look this way again yeah. um, versus, like, I've never done this before, and so it's just – there's some pieces where you need that and you kind of just create something that you've never done before totally, but uh, there's other times where it's just helpful to pull out something like that. And I will say, even in reference to this question, I do have that luxury of, like – commission work mainly <laughs> where it's like I've always had the the constant you asked in your question like do you just stay constant until <laughs> something comes to mind and that's me um I actually have a folder in my phone called um inspiration um and it's just like as I'm scrolling through Instagram or through Pinterest because it hits at random times or even honestly my friends stories is where mm-hmm. I find a lot of inspiration um some I have this one friend um who her and her family are farmers mm-hmm. and I love some of the morning dusk shots that mm-hmm. they get out on the farm um I actually got some yesterday they're walking through um this 
this the cows are they're herding the cows through a creek and there was just something beautiful about the way the light was dancing on the water and I took some photos. I like screenshot stories all the time um, for my friends that are in beautiful places because I know that those like, one, they're not copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> Two, I can reach out to those people. Um, but there's just something beautiful about like these places in life and seeing it through other people's eyes. But a lot of times that's where inspiration hits for me. Yeah. And so I'll screenshot it and I've added it to this album. Um, so when I do want to create something, I'll kind of go back through and there's so many different kinds of feelings mm. and moods and um, places that it's like, I want to create something from something that I found beautiful, but I don't, I'll have that album to go to. And Mm -hmm. I kind of either create from that place, but then occasionally there's a piece where I'm like scrolling. I see something. Um, those tulips that I painted a couple of weeks ago were one of them. I found it like at night one night, it was just a photo that someone had taken of tulips. And I was like, I need to paint this. And the next day, if I could, sometimes you can't, sometimes you're on a rush with commissions or whatnot. I just took the whole next day and I didn't do anything. And I painted that in a day. Yeah. Um, you just have to get it out of yeah. you. Um, and then I feel like a lot of really cool things came from that. But I, yeah, there are sometimes those pieces where you're like, this isn't going to sit in my uh, inspiration album for a while. Like yeah. I need to create this now. Um, and I think that those pieces end up being the best ones sometimes because they're the ones that were like, you're like, this is so good. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, I, I need oh, to yeah, paint for this. Sure. Uh, but there are other times I think it's nice to kind of have that, those things stored away so that when you do have just the desire to create, but you don't know what, yeah. that you have a pinpoint for these are the things I found beautiful. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I do think asking like what kind of rut you're in is important. Like, are you just not having inspiration or are you in a like place where you're doubting yourself insecure like you don't mm. feel mentally because I feel like for me if I'm like in a rut like I'm not believing in myself or I'm really down on myself that's when I typically push through yeah maybe that's not like a rule of thumb for me but I would say that's the trend is I'm gonna try to push through in those moments and while also like we said like bringing those insecurities and stuff to the Lord as I'm doing it I just think if I'm in that space and I back away for too long, it ends up like too much time goes by um, and I get stuck in my head. But if you're in a place where you're just like, there's not much going on up there, like you have the desire to create, but not much motivation, like some people, and it just depends on your personality. Like some people, it really like helps for them to just take a step away from the canvas and go journal or Mm. go for a walk or, so Mm -hmm. I think it, I don't know if that helps with the question, but it depends on the personality it does. But I think just doing a, like a scan of your heart and your head and being like, okay, where am I actually at? Like, where's this lack mm. or quote unquote lack coming from? Yeah. Because yeah. none of us stay inspired all the time. No, no. But I do feel like all of us as creatives continue to create all the time. Yeah. I think we just do. And even if it's like when we stained our deck and I was thinking about, okay, what color stain yeah. and like, how can we create this space out here? We were doing house projects. I feel like I was yeah. creating. It's interesting when I, um, one of the things I love to bake, but I typically can't do art the same day that I bake. I don't know why it's just too much sometimes, <laughs> but if I go through a season where too it's many like, decisions, <laughs> um, but if I have a free time, like if it's like a weekend or something where it's like, I don't have to paint or create, I just end up baking or mm-hmm. I end up, I just find myself creating in ways where it's like, it's always comes out of us in a certain way. Um, obviously not in every season. There've been seasons where I've been like really depressed and down in those seasons. It's like, there's nothing. Yeah. I'm not 
we're not baking, we're not doing house projects, we're not creating, we're not, we're sitting here. We are sitting. <laughs> we are sitting and we are sulking. Um, and that's good too. Uh, but I do think it's cool even just looking at the lives of creatives because um, <laughs> made to create the thing. <laughs> but at the same time, we do. We just, we full circle. <laughs> full circle. Um, but anyways, yeah. Did you have anything else to add to any of those questions? I don't think so. Just thank you guys for sending in the questions. It's fun yeah. to go through them and send more. Yes. We'd love to make these kind of reoccurring. And and I think these are, are fun episodes too to just like, okay, these are the questions. Yeah. You guys tell us yeah. what your experiences have been and the links in our bio. And Yeah, I think maybe when this episode comes out, we will try to put up a story on our Instagram and then put a link again to mm-hmm. – um, our website and then we also just might put up question boxes with each of these questions and yeah. like allow you guys to give your answers to these um which probably will be longer than just the question box yeah. but um you can send us dms and stuff and we compile those and yeah. so um we'll try to make a space where we can uh yeah just reflect on those together but thanks again for sending in questions uh see you next time see you next week all right bye